Um, so the spirit in the church. Um, for me, I think the church should be in this world making a difference. If you read, uh, kind of scroll through the news on your phone, listen to the news, actually we know the world, it just seems to be kind of fairly bleak at the moment, kind of questions around kind of how we're going to uh, afford life. Um, so many strikes, so much discontent, so many people feeling they're being undervalued and kind of uh, is there enough money to pay everybody? Uh, unsure where the war's going to go in Ukraine. And, and sometimes we can think, gracious me, God, kind of what are you going to do about it? And the reality is that he is doing something about it. And what he's doing about it is called the church which is you and me. And, and he says, actually, you are the light in this world. You are the people who should be making a difference. You are the people who should have that resilience on the inside and that power and ability on the outside to see God's kingdom come and his will to be done on earth as it is in heaven. But you might think, well, how, how on earth are we going to do that? It's just little old us. It's little old us with our own failings, our own kind of, kind of mistakes that we make, uh, kind of, uh, our own timidity, kind of timidity, and how on earth are we going to make the difference? And, and that's where the Spirit of God, uh, it's really important to know who the Spirit is and what the Spirit does, because it's the Spirit that enables us to be like Jesus. I mean, that, that, that's, that, that's what the Spirit is, is trying to get us to do. Uh, is that, oh, I need to turn it on. That's a good point, isn't it? On. There we go. Uh, and it works. Actually, the Spirit wants to help us to be, come like Jesus. Jesus was the light of the world. He came into the world's darkness and he shone the light of the kingdom. Now Jesus says to us, his followers, actually, you are the light of the world. You should be making a difference in the dark places of this world. But how are we going to be like Jesus? Well, he sends his Holy Spirit. And his Holy Spirit helps us in two ways. The Holy Spirit helps us to live like Jesus and to do what Jesus did. The Holy Spirit, kind of when the Holy Spirit fills us, uh, we read about the fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit kind of uh, changes who we are as people. We, we feel that we're not very kind and the Holy Spirit helps us to be kind. We feel we're not very patient and the Holy Spirit gives us patience. We feel as though we're not loving enough to the people around about us and, and the Holy Spirit kind of brings us the fruit that helps us to be loving, kind, patient, self-controlled. But the Holy Spirit helps us to act like Jesus. When Jesus came into this world as, as the light into the darkness, he, in his character, he showed us exactly what God was like. But in his actions, he demonstrated that the kingdom was come to change the world. And those actions were often supernatural actions. They were actions of people who were being healed, people who get to, got to see who are blind, people who were even dead who came to life. People, a little kind of boys' pat lunch is multiplied so that 5,000 families are fed. And Jesus did some incredible things. And the gifts of the Spirit that we're going to think about this morning, the gifts of the Spirit are the Holy Spirit enabling us to do the very things that Jesus did. Enable us to do the very things that Jesus did. So when we think about how God equips us in this world to live for him, to make a difference, there's um, Romans 12 talks about the gifts of the Father. Actually, those are who you are as a person. God gives you different kinds of gifts. For some of you, you might have a, a natural gift or a tendency for teaching. 
You might have a, be a natural leader. You might be naturally a, a compassionate, caring person. You might be naturally uh, generous. You might be naturally musical. You might just love to serve. Actually, that's the kind of person that God's made you. In creation, God dreamt about you, thought about you before you were born, and he gave you different kinds of gifts and abilities. And each one of us has got different abilities, but they're there for us to use, not just to earn money and to get by and to build our own little self-esteem and our own little ego. Actually, those gifts of the Father are to help you to make a difference in this dark world. The gifts of Jesus in Ephesians, it talks about when Jesus rose from the dead, ascended, he gave gifts to men. Actually, he gave gifts that we were to be part of his body. Uh, part of his body, we each have like hands and feet and ears and eyes. Um, it, it, the gifts of Jesus are there to say, how is the body put together? And, and again, for some people, there might be uh, that there's particularly gifts of prophecy or gifts of evangelism. Maybe for some of you, gifts of being a, a pastor. And it says that, that Jesus gives gifts to his church to, to build the church up. Why? So that we're equipped for works of service. Works of service out into the world, to transform the world, to bring light into the darkness. And for each of us to know, are we somebody who's good at listening, listening to God, listening to people? Are we like hands that are good at, at serving? Are we kind of feet that are taking the good news of Jesus? Are we some of those people that just love sharing about who Jesus is and the wonder of the good news of how he can bring us to know God as our Heavenly Father? But the third thing is, is the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And we, particularly we read in 1 uh, Corinthians chapter 12, uh, this Bible passage that talks about the gifts of the Spirit. So I want to read 1 Corinthians 12, and then just kind of say a few things about how do we, are we enabled to do the very things that Jesus did? So here's the, uh, the passage. <clears throat> uh, now, dear brothers and sisters, regarding your question about the special abilities the Spirit gives us, okay, the people in Corinth, they had questions around how is the supernatural going to be available to us? I don't want you to misunderstand this. So here's the passage. Don't we, this is to help you to understand. If, you, if you're never quite sure what gifts of the Spirit are, whether even the gifts of the Spirit are for today, of whether it's just for certain people or is it for everybody, you may be here and you may have questions around who the Holy Spirit is and what he does. So I don't want you to misunderstand this. So he says this, there are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit is the source of them all. There are different kinds of service, but we serve the same Lord. God works in different ways, but it's the same God who does the work in all of us. A spiritual gift is given to each one of us so we can help each other. To one person, the Spirit gives the ability to give wise advice. To another, the same Spirit gives a message of special knowledge. The same Spirit gives a great faith to another. And to someone else, the, the one Spirit gives the gift of healing. He gives one person the power to perform miracles and another the ability to prophesy. He gives someone else the ability to discern whether a message is from the Spirit of God or from another spirit. Still another person is given the ability to speak in unknown languages, while another is given the ability to interpret what is being said. It is the one and only Spirit who distributes all these gifts. He alone decides which gift each person should have. And the human body has many parts, 
but that many parts make up the one body. So it is with the body of Christ. Let love be your highest goal. But you should also desire the special abilities the Spirit gives, especially the ability to prophesy. Okay, there we are, guys. So what, what is this passage telling us? Us today who are here, um, those of us that, that, that follow Jesus, those of us that kind of on the inside, we want to make a difference, but we realize that we're powerless. We kind of try with our own human effort, but we realize our own human compassion is insufficient. And God says that he gives the gifts of the Spirit to us all. Actually, to, to each one is given the gifts of the Spirit. Um, when those first followers of Jesus, they saw all that Jesus had done, he then gave them the commission, I want you to go into all the world, bring this good news about God the Father to everybody. But wait until you get power from on high. And, and they wait and the Holy Spirit fills them. And when the Holy Spirit fills them, they are able to do the very things that Jesus did. So they're walking to the temple, and here is a man who is crippled, and he asks them for money, and he says, kind of, Paul, Peter says, I haven't got any money, but kind of, what I have got, I'll give, uh, have got, I'll give to you. In the name of Jesus, get up and walk. And the man gets up and walk. It's not because of anything that was in Peter and John. It was a gift of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit had empowered them to make a difference in that man's life. And as that man gets up to walk, everyone around is amazed. And there's an opportunity for Peter to preach and to proclaim who Jesus is. Light came in the darkness. And this passage says that to each one of us is given spiritual gifts. Actually, I think that's a fascinating thing because sometimes we think, well, I can look around the room here and, oh yeah, they look spiritual and they look spiritual and they look spiritual. And I, I, I can understand why give, God would give them gifts because they're so much better than I am. They seem a bit more holy than I am. They've been to church longer than I have. They, I, I'm sure that during prayer week, they were super prayers. And do you know what? I was kind of... Um, but actually, what it says is that it's by God's grace. To, to each one is given the gift of the Spirit for the common good actually it's not something that you can earn it's grace that's what charis, charismatic charisma charismatic gifts they are grace gifts actually they're gifts that god gives you not because you deserve them but because you have a heart to make a difference in the world and you need them if you've got a heart to make a difference in the world you need them. it's not because of who you are how spiritually you feel you are they're, they're god's grace to you god's abilities it's not like somebody who, I don't know if you ever went to Scouts or Brownies or I'm not sure if they had an equivalent in Hong Kong where kind of you had these kind of, and, and some people had these kind of badges on their arms and they kind of all these kind of, I can kind of knit squirrel fur or whatever it was and, and kind of, and you could, and, and, and there's some people that just had their arms full of badges and you thought, oh, they're, they're obviously kind of super Brownies or kind of super Scouts. Um, I was like, you, was it? <laughs> you had all the badges. Um, actually, gifts of the Spirit aren't like that. It's not about who's been super good and who's been super keen as Christians. Actually, it's just if there's a longing in your heart to make a difference with your family, with your friends, in your workplace, and you know that your own human efforts are insufficient, there's a gift that God can give to you for them. In the end of the day, gifts of the Spirit aren't for us to show off. Gifts of the Spirit for us to act like Jesus into, into our world. 
They're to act on his behalf. Here's what I think the, the gifts of the Spirit do. I think the gifts of the Spirit are there for, for glorifying God. So when they see, saw this, this crippled man walking, he, he went walking and leaping and praising God. That was the outcome of, of the gifts of the, of the Spirit being used. Many other times in the uh, Acts of the Apostles, we see the gifts of the Spirit being used. Actually, it ends up in people glorifying God. The second thing I think, oh, the second thing I think that um, the gifts of the Spirit do is they build up the body. As we prophesy to one another, as we pray for one another for healing, and, and occasionally those signs of the kingdom break in. As we have words of wisdom when there's pastoral situations that you're struggling with, actually we, we build the body up. We, we say, actually, do you know what? God is real. The Holy Spirit is working here, and, and we build one another. We strengthen one another's faith. And it's not just that we become a wonderful body of Christ. Isn't community church great? Actually, it's because we need the community church, each one of you, to change the world. Actually, the gifts of the Spirit are for reaching the world. And in some ways, the title says the, the Spirit kind of for the church, and, and it is for the church, but that's not where it stops. It's for the church, for the world. Actually, the church needs the Holy Spirit. Why? Because the world needs the church to be full of the Spirit, acting like Jesus. So, um, here we are. This is this was the list as we read through. Actually, these are the things that God could give to you. Actually, if you need them, if the situation you're facing requires one of these, actually, they are gifts of the Spirit. They are things that the Holy Spirit will, will give to you. If you ask, the Spirit will give. So, there's things like um, wisdom, knowledge, faith, healing, miracles, prophecy, distinguishing spirits, speaking tongues, uh, interpreting tongues. And if I was just to kind of quickly go through those, um, why would the Holy Spirit want to give you a gift of wisdom? I haven't got a clue what to do. <laughs> Actually, quite often that's why I need wisdom. Is you're facing a situation and you just kind of, my human wisdom, my, my human knowledge, I just can't see a way through. A bit like, you know, the Old Testament story of Solomon. He's got, before DNA testing, he has two women both claiming that the baby is theirs. And, and he has a gift of wisdom. Let's cut the baby in two. And the real mother says, don't do it. And the false mother says, oh yeah, that sounds fine. And, and, and there's, there's a wisdom that comes. Kind of, how on earth would you solve that? And there's times where we face situations. Maybe people are asking you advice. Maybe they kind of know you're a Christian and, and they come to you with a, with a problem, an issue, and you think, gracious me, I'm not a professional counsellor. I, I haven't got, ah, I know what? A gift of wisdom. Holy Spirit, <laughs> I pray you give me a gift of wisdom. And there's times when I've prayed and asked that, and, and I, I don't think it's just my kind of, because I'm getting older now, actually I think t at times God gives me just a little wisdom, a little insight of how to advise, or how to give, or, or how, to, how to challenge. I think there's times where uh, words of knowledge, uh, words of knowledge are, are knowing things that you shouldn't know. Um, when Nicodemus comes to Jesus, he's, he comes in, in the beginning of John's Gospel, He's fairly kind of, um, uh, yeah, he, I mean, he, he's not easily taken in. He's fairly skeptical about Jesus. Or can, could anything good come out of Nazareth? And Jesus has a word of knowledge. I saw you before Philip called you. You're underneath the tree, fig tree. And, and suddenly he realizes that Jesus knew something that he shouldn't humanly have known. And he changes from being a skeptic to saying, to being a believer, to having faith. 
And in some ways, I think the word of knowledge does that. Uh, three uh, weeks ago at down at Woodlands Church, um, uh, I had a couple of words of knowledge after the service, and, and one was of, of somebody who, who had um, uh, eczema on their neck, and, and they were quite kind of socially felt sort of socially awkward and quite embarrassed about it. And um, and somebody came forward at the end of the service, and that was and they said, that, "That's me. I've got eczema on my neck. I feel socially awkward." And the person prayed with them, and as they prayed, the itching, the irritation that had been there, all particularly harsh that day, it just suddenly went. And, and the word of knowledge, out of kind of 400 people, there was one person that God knew about. As they came to the front, they had a bit of faith. Maybe God's going to do something for me. And the person who was praying had a little bit of faith. Oh, maybe this is the person. And as they prayed, kind of um, that word of knowledge brought about faith that brought some healing. And again, it may be that, that you think, oh, I wonder if I could get a word of knowledge and sometimes to ask God, God, I want you to, to, to show me. Is there something, I mean, maybe when we worship in a moment or two, maybe you want to listen out and say, is there something that God wants to do for somebody who's here? Actually, could we let the light of Jesus shine into the darkness, maybe of physical pain that people are experiencing, or, or sense of disappointment, or loneliness, or, or anxiety? Actually, could there be a word of knowledge, even this morning, we could share together, to show that God is alive and God is real? Um, the supernatural gift of faith. I'm not sure how, what you think of when you think of the word faith, but I think it's 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 trust, it's believing. And actually, I kind of go through life and I kind of trust God. I kind of believe in God, but there's sometimes where things happen. You think, oh, mm, that's a bit harder to believe God in this situation. It's harder to trust God in this situation. And, and at that time, if God's going to really kind of work, sometimes I need a gift of faith. And it's faith that's not dependent on my own experience of God in the past. A faith that's not dependent on how much I've trusted God's word in the past. It's a faith that's not dependent on how kind of how much I feel God is close. Actually, it's a faith that seems to come upon me rather than come from within me. And sometimes to believe, actually, God, I t- it may seem strange, but I really believe, I really trust that in this situation, you're going to pull through. It's a gift of faith. I think there's uh, supernatural gifts of healing. And um, the, the big question is, why isn't everyone we pray for healed? And, and the reality that one day when Jesus returns, there can be no more pain, no more sickness. But healing is like a signpost. It points towards the reality. It's not the reality. Healing points towards the kingdom. Like there's a signpost that points towards London. Uh, and and it's, it's not London, but it points in that direction. And you might see another signpost that points towards London. Actually, you might travel for quite a few miles and you don't see any more signposts, but you kind of trust you're on the way. Actually, healing is, they're like signs of the kingdom. They point towards the day when there'll be no more pain, no more sickness. When Jesus came, he introduced the kingdom. And of course, nobody that Jesus prayed for ever stayed unwell. And we, what we long for the kingdom we saw in Jesus to return in full when Jesus returns. But until that time, we pray for healing. And occasionally people get healed. There's a gift of the Spirit to release healing into people's lives. We, um, there's a gift of, of miracles, miraculous provision, miraculous intervention, miraculous protection. Sometimes there's, there's times where actually the money we've got is, we don't know how it's going to get us through to the end of the month. And somehow God miraculously provides. Um, prophecy. Prophecy is where God longs to speak 
Actually, uh, the Christian faith isn't a faith which is dependent on just religious observation. It's a relationship. It's a relationship where we speak to God through our prayers, but God speaks to us. How does God speak to us? Well, at times through reading the Bible, he'll speak to us. But the times, do you know what? He'll reveal something or show something to somebody else. And it may be a, a picture in their imagination. It may be a verse from the Bible that's, that, that's come into their thoughts. It may be just kind of a feeling or maybe they've had a, a dream. And, and what it is, it's God speaking to you so that you can speak to somebody else. And, and because it's so vital that we hear from God, actually that's why at the end he says, actually, especially of all the nine, especially, could you get hold of this one? Could you get hold of prophecy? Could you get hold of what it is to hear from God and pass that on to other people that they might hear from God? We're almost there. Um, uh, distinguish between spirits. I don't know when you sometimes come across a situation and it seems a little bit kind of weird. And you think, is that an evil spirit? Or is it the Holy Spirit? Or is it just the person's hurting and it's the human spirit? Uh, and sometimes it's kind of quite hard, particularly in, in pastoral situations sometimes, to kind of, when, when there's pain, you think, it, kind of, is that pain being brought to the surface by the Holy Spirit, in which case I want to cooperate with the Holy Spirit? Is that pain something that's been caused by something that's dark and sinister, in which case I want to oppose that? Or is it something that's the pain of the human spirit, in which case I want to see some healing released, some rec- reconciliation, some, some forgiveness? And actually, kind of, you don't want to make a mess of that. So distinguishing spirits helps us to understand which of those three things might be in a situation. Um, speaking tongues, that is a crazy one, isn't it? I mean, particularly if you're not used to, to kind of speaking in tongues, talking in a language that doesn't make sense. I mean, what's the point of that? I mean, you can understand healing, can't you? You can understand prophecy. But what's the point of talking in a language that nobody understands? <laughs> But it's a gift. It's a gift of the Holy Spirit that's there to help you. How does it help you? You may have heard it often said that it's it's like when you're at the extremes of human emotion, whether it's the extremes of human pain, you might cry. You might blubber. It's not the whole works. Actually, it's incoherent. <laughs> But it, it expresses something. Actually, in humour, at the other end of our emotions, kind of when we hear a joke, probably not from me, but for, from somebody else, you might laugh. <laughs> Actually, those, both those, they don't make sense. But they do mean something. They help us at the extremes of human experience. Actually, how can I worship God wholeheartedly? Well, my human vocabulary, my Cantonese, my English, sometimes feels limited. God helps us. The Spirit helps us. We speak in tongues and we can worship. Actually, sometimes we just feel so much in pain for somebody or a situation. We just don't humanly know how to pray. The Holy Spirit helps us in our need. We can pray in tongues. And that's why it's a real gift and, 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 and a gift for us personally and sometimes publicly as well. When it's, when it's publicly used, uh, we probably will wait for an interpretation. When there's this spiritual language that is a heavenly language, if it's kind of in, in public like this, we probably will expect that somebody will have the interpretation. Who's going to interpret what God is saying or what, what that person is saying in their, in their spirit uh, to God? Those are the gifts of the spirit. And just as I finish, and we take a chance to worship and a chance to pray. 
I think this last bit here, let love be your highest goal. You may say, well, what if I decide to be brave and ask the Holy Spirit to fill me, even this morning as we pray in a moment? What if I ask the Holy Spirit to give me some of these gifts of the Spirit? What if I make a mistake? What if they go wrong? Well, let your highest goal be love. Actually, the reality is that if you're going to be people that make a, a light in the darkness, your heart motivation is not, I'm going to show off and show how powerful a Christian I am. I'm not going to show off that, oh, look how spiritual I am. I can kind of speak in tongues and prophesy and have words of knowledge. Actually, your highest goal should be love. Actually, do you love this broken world enough? Do you love your neighbor enough? Do you love those who you work with enough? Actually, if you're motivated by love, even if you make a mistake, even if you get it wrong with the spiritual gifts, what they taste is love. They'll taste the love of, you, you pray for healing and maybe they aren't healed, but, oh, thank you that you thought about praying for me. Actually, they taste the love and not the failure. If you think, you know, I was listening out for you and I felt God was, was saying this to you. And they say, actually, do you know what? It doesn't resonate, it doesn't make sense, but I so appreciate the fact that you took the time to listen out to God. Actually, even if you get it wrong, what they taste is the love. So my prayer is this, as we come to close, that God would fill your heart with love for this dark world. He would fill your heart with love for people who are around you who are suffering in pain. As you fill your heart with love, that love would be your highest goal. But then love alongside it would have power. You'd have the power of the Holy Spirit to equip you, to lead you, to see you not only become more and more like Jesus in your personality and character, but act like Jesus into a world that desperately needs to see him, desperately needs to know him. So I'm going to pray, and we're going to have a chance just to worship, and uh, uh, and actually if you want a bit of prayer as well. So, But let's take a chance to pray. And as we pray, I just want to ask that um, our hearts again will be filled with love for the world in which we live. Actually, if you know this morning that you need not your own human compassion, but you need God's love for the world, God's love for your neighbour, God's love for the people you work with in your office. Maybe just hold your hands out and say, God, I, 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 just, I need love for my family, for my kids. For kind of, I, I need your love. God, I should pray you pour out here the love that you have, powerful, eternal, and strong. Alongside that, I pray that you pour out your Holy Spirit your Holy Spirit that we need, for those gifts of the Spirit, help us to be brave and courageous. Even now, Lord, I pray your Spirit will be here as we worship. Your Spirit will be here to equip us, to fill us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.